0: Welcome to Blaze Body. it is Thursday the 23rd of November, my name is Ben and on the line is Andrew, how are you doing mate?
1: I'm alright mate, how's yourself?
0: I'm very good thank you, now this is going to be uh, a, a quick episode, I know we say that a lot and then it goes on for like an hour <laughs> but I do actually think this will just be 20 minutes or so, but we thought we'd squeeze one in before the weekend because a uh, pretty big game coming up in it, Bournemouth at home on Saturday. Bye. Um we obviously just had an international break, uh, which we can, I guess, briefly touch on how uh, how that's gone for some of our players. It doesn't appear like anyone got injured. Maybe that's a good place to start, actually, because obviously yeah. that will uh, for us. <laughs> affect team news. I mean, the the standout bit of news was that um, George Baldock was not used in the second one of the Greece games because they 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 couldn't qualify, could they? Yeah. So yeah, Gus Poyet, the the Greek manager, like. I'm a big fan, big fan of your work. All hail That's... Gus. Exactly. Gus. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've I've got the the details here via um, Good Pinch on Twitter. So we had Mack T play for the England under twenty ones, and he scored two goals in the mm. uh, in the game that he started in, and cracking goals. well. Oh, do you see it? Yeah,
1: yeah, unbelievable goal. And uh, the second second one was it the. The, the, I can't remember which one were which, but yeah, one of them were fantastic. Oh.
0: Yeah, brilliant 25-yarder. Asula uh, was playing for Denmark under 21s, a uh, couple of caps and a goal. Arblaster was playing for the, I don't know what this is called now. Is it like the England
1: Elite Squad or something? But it's like the under-20s. It used to be the under-20s, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, the old under-20s, isn't it, I think, yeah. Yeah, Ball not got some loan views on him, actually, Arblaster. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't know if you've read him, but um, again, really, really good. The only thing they're saying about him is that he, um, he's not probably not scoring enough and getting enough assists. But almost his first proper season in professional football, and he's still—I don't know how I expect expecting because I know Paul Bell has slipped a little bit. I were expecting him, their fans to be saying, "Well, oh, you know, he's not as being as good as he was." But they're still absolutely sky high on him. Mm,
0: very nice, and yeah, the you know league ones—it's no mean level, is it? When you consider quite a few of our you know highly touted youngsters. Ten, sometimes go to the national league. I'm just thinking like uh, Marcus Duers made a, a permanent transfer yeah. there, and it's, all right, it's a bit different with goalkeepers to so like, I guess judge how good they are from when we're just sort of not actually seeing the other twenty ones games. But like Zach Brunt was this. You know, leading light in the under-23s as it was then, and then he obviously went to mm-hmm. National League Barnet. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a great start to his career. Our oh, blaster for sure. Um, Ryan Onay, I just don't know how you yep. pronounce his name, uh, a couple of caps for Scotland under-21s. Baldock had that Greek cap. Uh, Triore, uh playing for Ivory Coast under-23s and he scored a goal as well, which is nice. And uh, yep. Yasir LaRouche, uh, the new Algeria man, replacing Adlin Gwedeora is... Uh, the owner of that moniker on this podcast. Um, yeah. He got a cap as well. So yeah, there's no no injuries that we know of, which is very nice indeed. But to return to uh the present, I suppose, or the future with the blades, this is a big week, mate. This is a this is a season defining week, I think, that we've got coming mm-hmm. up. And I don't mean that in a reactionary like uh, you know, whether we stay up or not is entirely dependent on the next two games. But I do think the club could look very different in six months based on how these two games go yeah so we have got Bournemouth at home on Saturday and then we've got Burnley away uh the Saturday after now that is the teams in 16th and 20th as it stands Mm. about the kindest two runner fixtures um that you can ask for and if you throw in the the Wolves game as well uh it's it's a very nice run of fixtures and to be True. fair we we've capitalized on it with those four points in two games yeah definitely yeah so yeah how how this seems to me like if we if we get positive results in these two games then january could look very different than if we lose both games for example Are you along similar lines
1: yeah yeah completely i mean i don't think i've been sort of nervous all season maybe the everton game a little bit And I won't say I'm, like, really nervous for this because I still think, well, you know, I've still not really got that much hope of staying up or anything. But I do know if it gets to, you know, if it's, like, nil-nil with, uh, you know, 20 minutes to play or something like that, it's it's, it's probably going to be the first game this season where it's going to feel like a... Everton did feel like a big game. Uh, But I think this feels like a really, really big game. You know, I think this is a a notch-up, purely because of how close they are in the league and purely because, I think you said in the last pod if they win, they go seven points in front of us... Mm when are we going to get you know we might not get seven points for the rest of the season the way things have been going so but if you win if you get three points I think we're a point off them then and then we've got Burnley coming up and that's three unbeaten and everything changes round again and I think yeah I'm excited more than nervous because I never thought we'd be in a position where I'd be thinking Do you know what if we can just win this game we've got a real chance and all I asked for at the beginning of the season is give it a fight you know get, mm. let, let us let us have some hope if we go down we go down but let us have some hope and this is like almost like a, a a defining game of hope, I think, or certainly the next two. If we get no points out of the next two, I don't think even your you know most positive Sheffield United fan is going to think we've got a chance of staying up. But I think if we get four points, that'd be a decent return. If we get six, you know, that's it. We're, we're proper in it, aren't we?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Four points. It, it just becomes like you know, because obviously we tick into December then you know burnley is on the 2nd of december so we're we're approaching january obviously the transfer window if we win these two games then or, or get four points for example then i do think that changes how we will approach january and probably yeah. the rest of the season it like is. versus yeah losing both games i think if we lose both games it's entirely possible that we, as a club, just decide now nah, we're not we're not using up those loans in January. You know, all these foreign loans that we could have used in the summer, but for some reason didn't. Like, we're just going. Gonna... Well, same
1: as last year, it's same as last time we went down, isn't it? Mm. We didn't it? We didn't sign anyone, did we? No, we didn't sign anyone at all, did we, in January? I don't remember anyone. <clears> because in. that's one of the big things where oh, we could have got Lingard and all this sort of stuff, and mm. and then you know that a lot of people said that's why Wilder walked if he did walk, and you know all that nonsense, but. Yeah, I I actually backed us that season, not spending anything because we yep. were down, and it were a waste of money. I think what we're probably a little bit more annoying is that we didn't sign anyone the season after neither. I know we got a few <laughs> loans in and a good loan in Gibbs Y, but it's not like we were saving money, if you know what I mean. So, but yeah, it wouldn't make any sense, I think, if we if we cut a drift to, to to waste your money on short term loans. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whereas pick up four points, stay in the mm. mi- genuinely in the mix for survival. I mean. I I I wouldn't start to entertain it but you'd uh, you'd look at the table and you know the people running the club presumably would think that's a realistic reflection of where we actually are in the you know we've got a chance of that extra year in the premier league let's let's roll the dice on yeah. fairly low cost loans and at that point you know all these these gaps that we've got in the squad might might get plugged a little bit and we you know who knows we might bring in players who um stick around with us next year as well so it could it could, um, yeah, it could just really be a much more interesting second half of the season in terms of our competitiveness, I suppose. In terms of giving yeah. it a go, if we get positive points, positive results at these two games. Whereas if you lose them both, I think it's fairly likely that yeah, we don't, uh, we keep, we don't put our hands in our pocket, and um, you're just closer to a new manager. I think, like, you know, if this is, I don't think this is Heckingbottom's Bottom's last stand, but I, I think you no. you move into that territory of like maybe you consider making a maybe you consider it being worth making a change for the the next season if you like whereas yeah. yeah you get the points here and you you earn you earn the right to to carry on as manager and see it out for the rest of the season i think so yeah, it's, it's a massive week it's it is very very pivotal i think um yeah I'm, I'm trying to think what's like a i don't know i guess if you draw the two games then it's a bit like of a holding pattern like nothing really changes in either direction but yeah i really need to i really need a win out of one of these two games i think to to feel good about um about where we're at i suppose and that's
1: why i want to win i want to win at least one because it keeps you in the mix like i say Mm. i don't think we'll stay up but you know i want to i wanted to take it as far as we can i don't want it to be like last time where you're going into games going oh just and this is what it's felt like for uh, even already i think for a lot of these games like oh that's another one ticked off do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like we And I I don't want that. I don't want that. I want to be invested. I want to have that dream uh, of, like, sort of, you know what? If we can win this game, then, you know, we've got Liverpool next, but you never know. Luton got a point. You know what I mean? And I want that sort of help. That's all I ask for from this season. I'm not expecting this to stay up, but I do want to have some sort of excitement and something to to dream about, I suppose.
0: Yeah, indeed. So, Bournemouth, they... um... They beat Newcastle in their last game before the international break, and that does take them on to nine points from their twelve games. So they're currently four points, uh, four points ahead of us, as you say. So lose, and that becomes seven. And yeah, it's it, at that point it would have taken us thirteen games to get to five points. So who knows how long cool. it will take us to get uh, another seven to potentially catch up to that total? Yeah, they are they are a bottom echelon team, Bournemouth, like statistically. I know they have got that like, good result against. Newcastle but Mm. there's not a great deal in the numbers that suggest they're much more than a a relegation battler I suppose I mean they've um they've only scored one goal more than us they've only conceded four goals less than us that's you know that's basically that Newcastle game yeah all the underlying numbers have us around the same kind of thing They're, they're slightly better attacking wise they're sort of I think this is about 15th in terms of Uh, open play xg and they do shoot quite a lot as well but defensively they're basically as bad as us this is the the two worst teams in the league from set pieces uh, um, at both ends so either it could be like a three all draw where both teams score three corners or um we're both so bad at it that nobody scores i don't know i don't know which one's going to outweigh the other there like we're both equally bad at both creating and um defending set pieces I think they've yeah. Have, yeah I
1: watched ben, I watched Benjamin Bloom and um he did predictions and they're saying exactly the same as what you're saying now about it could either be three three or nil nil. You know what I mean? Mm. It's difficult to say because 'cause they're both pretty poor teams. I know Bournemouth have Bournemouth's numbers are better than I believe anyway, are better than um the you know, the table the table suggests. And their fans are pretty confident because they obviously just beat Newcastle beat Burnley a couple of weeks before that I think yeah, yeah that's right yeah. um so they're they're on a you know they're on a better run than us to be completely honest I, I know they got Amber at City but you know who done mm. um well us actually <laughs> but um yeah they're, I, I, so they're, they're probably the most positive they've been all season but I said last week that you're not going to get many easier games than Bournemouth at home in the Premier League and that's no disrespect to Bournemouth it's just the way the Premier League is.
0: Yeah, indeed. I'm just looking now at the other fixtures. I don't think they've, let's just say, away points. They've got, uh, mm. they drew at Brentford in September.
1: Yeah, I think that's it. I don't uh, think
0: they've won away. Uh, so I don't. That's their only away point, actually. Even we've got an away point, mate. I mean, come on. So, um, yeah, very a really winnable game, this one, for United. You know, they are a notch above us, obviously. I mean, we said this about Wolves. They're, they're a notch above us, but this yeah. is a game you definitely can win. And yep. um, yeah, I'm excited. Like I, I've been, yeah. This this to me is a no. Um, I, I don't I don't foresee a situation where I'm in that like oh god, you know, just just get me to full time kind of thing. Like almost dragging myself out of the pub before the match. Like you know, this is this is the fun part of the day before the uh, the actual yeah. football starts. Yeah. I don't. It, I haven't bothered to look this up, but I don't anticipate that Bournemouth will be
1: selling out the away end because they typically don't. I'm pretty um, sure I read because I've got a few views. Uh, I'm pretty sure, they, I don't know, I think it said 2,000 so far. Yeah, so it's
0: probably one of the smaller uh, away yeah attendances you know, that we'll see this season. I mean, it might even be the only one that's not actually sold out. I
1: think they probably are the uh, smallest club or in terms of support. Anyway, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head who's, who's yeah, you know, maybe Brentford, I don't know
0: yeah maybe Fulham I guess don't, don't tend to typically travel or yeah, um yeah. Yeah, yeah it doesn't feel like this doesn't feel like a game where we're gonna get overawed if you know what i mean it, it you know i can't mm. I can't imagine' us sat there like oh we're all starstruck by you know Dominic Solanke or whatever and this is a team we've we've played against quite frequently in the last few years um I think the only yeah it's probably only the last oh, we played them two years ago, didn't we of course they they went up automatically. Um, from the champions. Yeah,
1: League. yeah, we lost. We lost uh, at their ground, really dodgy. If you remember that yeah. penalty, and the which was outside the box, and then I think the second goal was offside, or the first goal was offside, or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then the second game, we really should have beat, and that's when uh, so, um, Aremovic missed that chance at uh, the end when he kicked in the
0: kicked in the the
1: gonads yeah. and the referee thought
0: nah no, no need for a penalty for that one not, no. yeah um so yeah we've, we've mixed with them quite a few times recently so yeah i, I don't feel like this is a game i mean I, I, we better not i don't, I don't want to see us come out there and freeze i suppose you know this is a game we mm. should think this is basically a championship game you know this is like a upper championship game um just on that note actually uh about sort of freezing or whatever i think i um, so this was after the Wolves game and you said you'd been listening to Four Blades um, and yeah. they'd suggested that, that starting slowly was a almost like a con- contain the opposition in that game was like a, a ploy yeah. and I, I kind of scoffed at it and then since we basically did that at Brighton I'm now sort of wondering like maybe if there is an element to that like I don't think we've told I don't think Heckingbottom's telling, telling the players to go out there and play terribly for the first half which is what we did against Wolves yeah, what happened, yeah. and by the sounds yeah. of it, very much what happened against Brighton as well. But yeah. at the same time, that's two games where we have kept the opposition, well, down to a single goal for starters, but also mm-hmm. kept the number of shots down. Red card obviously helped against Brighton. And yeah. we've also got better in the second half, like grown into the game in the second half, which we is the complete opposite of what we've done in the, like, the preceding 10 games this season. So, I don't know whether this is this is just coincidence or if there is an element of like, just save your, like, let's make sure we've still got something in the tank in the second half because we have got better in second halves in those last two games. So it's just something on my radar, I suppose, of like,
1: yeah.
0: maybe we are getting towards a more complete 90 minute performance or maybe it's that's just a coincidence.
1: I, th- I think that's the argument Four Blades put up is that we're probably not good enough to do a full eh, if you yeah. know what I mean. So, and we've, we've seen weirdly in the, in the early parts of the season is we've run out of steam, haven't we, in games. Yes. We always used to say like, well, we can go on a lot, but the last half an hour, do you know what I mean? We're going to get, we're going to concede because that's what I've been at them. Mm. <clears throat> Cause it did feel like we could keep it up. So maybe it is a ploy. I mean, I know Eckenbottom were asked about this actually after the Brighton game. I think it was Adam Oxley. Good questioning from him, I thought. And he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, do, is it, a case of like you just getting your, your best 45 out and then sort of containing basically what we've just been saying. And Eky bottom scoffed at that, but she's gonna, you know what I mean? He's not gonna say, Oh, yeah, we, we decided like we, we can't do 90 minutes, we're nowhere near good enough, so we're just gonna play for 45. Because for a start, that's giving your game plan away, yeah. Um, but, but I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think I was the same as you when I heard it on four blades. I think you know, I'm not sure about that, I think we are been a bit too kind, but who knows, you know, because there's definitely been a change in attitude in both halves in terms of an attacking sense, and yeah. they're the record against Brighton did change things. But we were better, mm. not by mm. loads, we weren't creating loads of chances, but we were better in the second half.
0: Yeah. Just something to uh, keep an eye on I suppose. It's um we'll see if it's a coincidence or if we actually do, you know, look back in a couple of months at that yeah. those two games against uh, Wolves and Brighton as like, "Oh, that was, you know, A little bit of a turning point in terms of um, our competitiveness in these games, at Mm -hmm. least. So, yeah, that's uh, that's something to um, look for in this game. Uh, Is there anything? Oh, just can we just talk the team quickly? Actually, there's something I know. I I think this is a um, this could be a big game for the right side of our team. I'm looking at um, opt to do this zones of control thing, which show like um, basically like a pitch map for each team, and it shows you which areas of the pitch um, each team has like more touches of the ball than their opponents Mm. and Bournemouth allow a ton of touches down their right hand down their left hand side, down our right hand side they basically concede that side of the pitch and just defend their box, so I don't know if that's like a tactical thing or if it's a weakness on the left side of their defence but I think our right side, particularly if George Baldock moves back to right wing back and you've got McAtee playing on the right of that three, which he has been doing kind of yeah. by default up to this point. I think it could be a big game for those two to get on the ball a lot um, and make something happen. Is that is that what you want to see with um, Baldock particularly moving back to right wing back <sighs> with presumably Armoured coming straight back into the team?
1: I knew you were going to ask me this and I and I wish you hadn't because I don't know because I've been thinking about this like from like when we were say we're going to do the plot I was thinking well, we're obviously talking about what teams put out I don't know but I think whatever he does he's going to get hammered for if we don't win because that team that back five has not lost yet and Bogle has undoubtedly shown some real you know some some real positive signs of late um, in, in an attacking sense so you're thinking like do we want to you know do we want to lose that uh, do we want to yeah, put my more solid person in like Baldock and maybe miss an attacking thing. But at the same time, Baldock right—he's not a right centre-half. And Anel, for all our poor he's been this season, last season he was our best defender. So it uh, it's really nice to have that sort of headache you know, in, a, in a weird way. Because normally it's just picked itself, hasn't it, the team? Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know what I'd do, you know. I, I'll, I'll be happy whatever we put out with that. I probably personally would go Anel and Baldock and drop Bogle, but... I wouldn't be disappointed if we if we did you know we, we kept with what we've got.
0: Yeah, I, I guess the, the the other side of the coin, I suppose, is if this is um, if this is a team that allows a lot of touches down that right hand flank, then perhaps you want you your notionally more um, attacking, what's the phrase I'm looking for, offensively gifted player yeah. in Bogle on the pitch. And yeah, I don't know, I, I I'm I'm not trusting Bogle just yet. I, I didn't see. As I said, I didn't, I didn't watch the Brighton game, and I know he grew into it in the second half, obviously, and um, created the goal. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I just feel like for the last sort of... T- basically, since he came back from that bad injury, which I do worry has impacted him a bit, um, I, I, there's been so many times where he's got the ball in space and you just think, like, just just go like you used to. Yeah. like Just run forwards and make somebody... Come out to you, and he doesn't. And I think seem to he's do
1: done it. that in the second half of the last two games. That's exactly yeah, that's how he's fair. played. That
0: is a very fair. And he's got game. in the
1: area. He's, he's looked like one of our biggest threats mm. in the area in the last couple of games. He obviously, mm. you know, he, he got into. He obviously set the goal up for the, the own goal, and then he got and then he should have scored. And, and against Wolves, I think they were a. You know, he, he got fouled right at the edge of the area. It could have been a penalty on another day. Yep. And he's getting into the box, which is what we don't see from Baldock. You know, that's the, you get the the the, the opposite of Baldock, where he's going to be far more solid, but against Wolves and Brighton he he were awful in the first half so yeah. you you don't know what you're going to get from him yeah
0: yeah maybe you just you, you ride out the upside I suppose of um he has he has a bit more in his locker from a, an attacking point of view than Bulldog does i think whatever happens Bulldog has to start the game he has to start every game this season so if it's if it comes down to a choice between him and Armand Odzic, I would just leave Baldock there. I think for now, because I've just got to get him on the pitch, man. Like, you know, I feel like him and Jack Robinson are two players that just need to be on the pitch, like, just to give us yeah, that absolutely. that baseline yeah. of intensity and aggression in in every game, basically. So,
1: yeah, I personally would go George and an L, but mm. I can I, if someone. Someone could put up a, an argument about Bow will be in there, Baldock, and I would happily say, yeah, fair enough.
0: Yeah, and we're we're assuming Armadottich's fitness there. It does it does sound mm. like um, I think Heckenbottom said this before the Bournemouth game, didn't he? That like the I think the, did he say the... not the Bournemouth game, sorry, the Brighton game. Uh, this is a game too soon, but hopefully they'll be available for Bournemouth. I'm pretty sure he's. I that. think he said an
1: L's closer than at right. uh last week. I think that's right um, for the Brighton game, and I imagine with. It, if there were no international break we might have even risked them on the bench I don't know we don't know do we? we don't know anything could happen we could have another long term injury that we don't know about when it comes, it comes out
0: on Saturday so who knows yeah but two weeks on between those two games I hope that Armad is fit and I hope that Bernie's fit to start as well that's what I want to see I want to see him up top with Archer I want to see his many but that's the other
1: thing isn't it mm-hmm. obviously we talked about the midfield issues last week but I'm really interested to see what he does in midfield um, because you imagine Bernie will come in and Archer's got to play, really. Mm. Um, I know he didn't score last week, but he sort of did, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. He, he was there in the right place. He's looking, uh, you know, like a poacher at least at the moment. So that means if we're going to play two up front, we're going to have to do something with that midfield because we, we're going to have to drop someone. And I, I don't know if Souza's fit or not. Osborne had a really good cameo against Brighton. We don't, you know, Wackenbotton don't like to see McAtee in a three, so will he drop down? But he's had a fantastic week with, with England. Really, it's good to have these selection headaches, though, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's amazing like, what, like four I say,
0: points in two
1: games suddenly. It's, it, <laughs> it's mad. It, yeah, it's, it's really good, though, because, you know, a week ago, the, the team did pick itself. Like, well, we have to play Robertson and Trusty. That's it. They're definitely in. Baldock's going to have to play centre-half because there's no one else if you want to play three at the back. We've got no other strikers, so the only thing we can really do is play McAtee off Archer because, obviously, even Brewster got injured. Mm. So but now we've got all these options. And you could say, like, well, it'd be interesting to see how we do it. Yeah.
0: I'm definitely playing McBurney, though. He has to play. Yeah, and and no, Sousa and Noah together, please. I know I I won't repeat ourselves from the last one, but I, I, I'm done with that. I hope the I just hope the results don't cloud Heckingbottom's judgment on that. He has to see that that just doesn't work. Surely, just play someone else with one of them, especially if Sousa's injured. That that solves that problem. So maybe it takes takes the. Uh, takes the decision-making out of his hands and we just do it anyway. Um, for Bournemouth, this will be, uh, I believe, the first game back at Bramall Lane for David Brooks. Is that right? Has he been back since um, since he left?
1: I don't think he has now. Because he obviously great. had yeah. a serious yeah.
0: injury and then um, a serious illness. So, mm. yes. Yeah, it, I mean, we, again, we've, we've touched on it um, multiple times during, uh, I guess, during his recovery. But it, it has been absolutely amazing seeing him get back into... You know, not not just football, but Premier League and international football. It's it's absolutely amazing story, and yeah, I, yeah. I don't think he'll start for them. He hasn't been starting for um, quite a few games. He's been, he's been on the bench. I'm just looking now. He, he didn't start the last few, at least. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's going to be very heartwarming seeing him um, back back of the lane, even if he doesn't.
1: come Yeah, on. yeah, absolutely. I, I watched a little bit. Of, oh, sorry, listened to a little bit of the Wales game when I was at work against mm. Turkey, and he came on and um, it was really nice you know I didn't even know the Welsh fans sang it it's all obvious really but you know the Brooks will tear us apart yeah, yeah. chant it obviously brought back memories and I, I, I had a def, I had a smile on my face listening to him uh, yeah listening to him sing that so yeah I, I think even if he scores against us no one's going to be saying oh you know yeah, you obviously don't want him to score against us but at the same time if you're going to pick anyone I think he's the one you'd have less Anger about uh, like any football, I can think of who's playing at the moment. So. I think
0: so. I mean, obviously, you know, his illness is um, and his recovery from that is like. Uh, I'm just Careful how I phrase this, but um, you know, that, that's that enhances how
1: positively
0: yeah. we all think about him. But I, I also think, you know, before before all that happened, I don't know. I feel like you'd have to you'd have to look quite hard to find a United fan that resented the fact that oh, he yeah. no longer played for us. You know, I mean, I see. You know, Peter, there's plenty of negativity about Njai, for example. Like, yeah. oh, you know, he, he just he just left us. Um, whereas... He was white. he
1: don't even, he'd never even played yeah, for us. Yeah. He, he was white. So, yeah, yeah, it's a great show. Whereas uh, with
0: Brooks, play. I mean, you know, a, a Bournemouth uh, that much of a bigger club than Sheffield United. I mean, obviously, they played more in the Premier League in the last 10 yeah. years or so. but more money. Uh, Yeah, and I think it was just, I think also it was partly the way that that was kind of that money that we got from Brooks, which wasn't masses, by the way. I think it was, what, like about 13, 15 million? It's probably slightly a pretty good deal for for Bournemouth at the time. But that money was used to bring in, like, Egan and uh, I think, you know, get another year out of Henderson on loan and
1: things like that. So, I guess... And I think we also knew that he wasn't going to stay, like, because he was too good. I know he he did... Weirdly, he didn't have a great end to that first... Well, his only season with us, really. Because he got glandular fever, obviously. Yeah. Um. So we, you know, we never really got that that early season form, but we all knew what a talent he was. Mm. And then, obviously, I think when he left, we thought, well, that's just what United do, you know what I mean? Like we, yeah. we've got this like really good player, but <clears throat> we need to buy. We, you know, we, we, in fairness to the club, they did use the money, as you said, and brought in lights, Henderson, Egan, even McGoldrick, you know, a free transfer at wages and stuff like that, and uh, Norwood eventually as well. Yeah,
0: oh, that's true. Yeah, and. uh yeah new new contracts for quite a few players so yeah i guess maybe the way we sort of use that money kind of made everyone feel more positive about him going but i I don't know i've I've been very uh, i've been very invested in him doing well even you know even before his sort of injury and illness so it was awesome seeing him you know suddenly talked about as like, oh, this guy should probably be playing for like Spurs or Man United mm. or someone like that in that. Yeah. I think it was his, it was either his first season with them or the second one where he yeah, stopped scoring. Um and then obviously got that really bad injury. But yeah, he'll he'll get a massive hand I imagine um as if, if assuming he's in the squad. Um and yeah, it'd be it would be pretty cool to see him come on the pitch. Like you know, hopefully he doesn't come on and score a last-minute winner or something. But sure. if he wants to come on in injury time when we're three nil up or something like that, then uh, yeah, that that would um, enhance my enjoyment of the day. I think. Um, a couple of bits of news, mate. Just to just to finish off, um, we're not only are we not bottom anymore after that point at um, sure. uh, at, at Brighton, but we're uh, we're not even we're not even nineteenth anymore because. Yeah. Everton have been given, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Everton given a ten point deduction, um, which drops them down to yeah to nineteenth, onto four points, a whole point behind us. What do you make of that and our survival chances as a result?
1: Not a lot, because <laughs> of, for a number of reasons. One is I'm I'll be stunned. I, I'll be really, really, really getting angry and angry about like the the, the massive crying going on from. Pundits and what have you, you know what I mean, from about Everton getting these points knocked off as if he's never happened to anyone ever. Mm. The, the Everton fans' reaction has been absolutely hilarious, I think, as well. Some absolutely superb tweets out there. <laughs> that, we're, we're not, we're not gonna, I'm leaving my bank at Barclays, and you know what I mean, and all this sort of stuff. That's like fantastic. But uh, it's getting me really mad listening to all these people talking about he's not fair on the fans and oh, it's unprecedented and all that sort of stuff. and i I'd love to stick up for Sheffield Wednesday, for instance, but I don't remember this outcry when Wednesday got points, took off for exactly the same thing.
0: Yeah, or Portsmouth it happened to as well, didn't it? I don't know. Reddick. Yeah, but Portsmouth were in the Premier League as well, I think, at that time. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's really, really... I'm trying not to think about it because it's just another one of those where I feel like I'm sort of in a league that I absolutely hate and I hate it more and more as the, as the weeks go on because it's just... It's not just Everton fans. I understand Everton fans, in a way, thinking they'd be... Not. Every, every, we'd be saying every football fan has this weird, almost cult-like defence of whatever their club's done. It's like, no, no, everyone's against us. It's, it's us against the world and all this sort of stuff. And I get that because it, it means... that It's almost like a religion, isn't it? As, as cliche as that is. Uh, that's, but, that's
0: why sports washing exists. Right that's why sports washing <laughs>
1: exists because they, they've got you. They've yeah. got you by the bollards. Um yeah. So, but <clears throat> what's really annoying me is all the... See, like articles and stuff, like in, I don't know, Telegraph, Daily Mail, Athletic, people like Jamie Carragher, This is not on. This is unprecedented. It's not unprecedented. And just because Man City are cheating and Chelsea are cheating, oh, if they have, then that doesn't mean that. I mean, the reason evidence has happened so quick is because it was one charge. And it doesn't matter to me. They're saying, well, we're only, I think someone said, well, it we're only 10 million or whatever that they went over. Oh, right. Let them off then. Yeah. 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 It's, just, it's just so frustrating that. If, you, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna give him point deductions, get rid of the rules because they broke the rules. That is a fact. They broke the rules, and the, and if you're not gonna punish him, just get rid of financial fair play because there's no point of having it. If you're gonna, I, I hate this sort of thing of like, oh, it's not fair on the fans. Well, it's not fair on the teams who went down last year. Yeah, yeah. it's not fair on the teams who were playing fair this year. Uh, and it really and this is nothing against Everton because it ain't the fans' fault. And we'd be the same. We'd be saying, oh, it's not fair on us, you know, with all the Tevez stuff and. And all that we would have been exactly the same, but they broke the rules and they've got the points deduction. Whether Man City or Chelsea have broke the rules more is irrelevant at this particular moment in time until those cases are done. Mm. If they get found innocent, then yeah, fair enough. You can say, well, this is not fair, but they broke the rules. And they have got points knocked off, and we all know it's either going to be rescinded or halved or whatever. And uh, I just, it just, and this is not me being a Sheffield United fan, by the way, saying, <clears throat> oh right, I want a. Uh, I just want Everton to go down, you know what I mean? I want because that 10 points off it puts them in the mix. Everton are going to stay up anyway. Mm. Everton, we've got to match Everton's points till the end of the season now. It's not going to happen. They're miles better side than us. The mid table, sort of, you know, they're a mid table side this season, I think, Everton. So it's not about, you know, you could take 20 points off them and they're probably still going to finish above us. Mm. But it's just about the whole, oh, everything's not fair. It's not fair on Everton. Oh shut up! It, is, uh,
0: it, it has been an interesting discourse, seeing uh, yeah all this thing about it not being fair when <laughs> the punishment is for uh, yeah breaking rules around fairness essentially. So yeah, um, and
1: yeah. it's like all this thing like oh it's corrupt, and I get it. It's, it's, it's the media, the, the, the fallout from it, and the oh it's, it's not fair on them. You know it, it, this is unprecedented. Where were these people Wednesday they got not, dot points? They went down Wednesday that season because of those dot points. Mm. All right, they've come back. But they've come back with a much worse team than the one that went down, which is why the bottom of the league now, it messed them up for a couple of years. No one was, like, crying about that. No one was saying, oh, poor old Wednesday fans. who we were saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, mad owner they've got down there. Oh, yeah. The same with Reading.
0: Hmm. I think this is a. I'm um, furious. You, you are, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're much more. The rat ram. It was, yeah. You you to take a <laughs> drink of water or something after that, I think. And well. I
1: have just had one. Just had a, a drink of water, yeah. that's a clear my throat now as well.
0: So. I think it's um, <laughs> sort of objectively, I think it's a good punishment from. Um, uh, I don't know. Is, is it a Premier League punishment? I can't even remember who. Yeah, is yeah, League yeah. 10 points because it sounds like loads. It is loads. I mean, that's, you know. Yeah, it should be loads. We'd kill for 10 points. And if you're, you know, if you're, uh, I don't know, just look at Villa or something, for example, say, if you are not 10 points off their total at the end of the season, that could be the difference between finishing in a European place, which would be big for them, and finishing like 12th or something like that. Same with with Spurs or Arsenal. It could be the difference in Champions League and, you know, mediocrity in like 7th or 8th or something. But at the same time, for Everton, 10 points in this season. Is very little, I think. As you kind of alluded yeah. to there, if they match, all they need to do is get two points more than uh, three points more than Luton for the rest of the season and two points more than us, and they will stay up. They obviously have a, a massive goal difference advantage on both of those teams at yeah. the moment, but
1: they're going to be fine. They're going to yeah. be absolutely fine. I think they'll finish about, if it, if it, if it holds up, they'll probably finish 15, 16. So I don't think it's a problem for them at all. Yeah. I think. I think knowing <clears> it <throat>
0: now as well, we're only a third of the way through the season. Yeah, yeah, it really helps. It helps them get out of it essentially. If this happened with like a month to go and left them needing to win like I yeah, don't know, three yeah, out of their rip. last four yeah. or something, then that is a real hammer blow. But they're absolutely they're absolutely fine. Like I mean, you said you know they were their mid table team. Well, they literally were until a week ago. They would have been. Um, uh, they'd have been 14th. Just a
1: yeah. But well, they've um, been a po-
0: they've I- been two points off the top half of the table at that stage.
1: If this were Fulham or Forest, I'd be thinking, oh, do you know what? Mm. They're not that good. Yeah. I think Everton are decent this year. I think they've had some great results. this. I know they've lost to Luton at home and Drew with us, but they've also beat West Ham away. they drew with Brighton away, and we did. But, you know, I think they've had some good results. I think they're a decent side this year, really, Everton. I think in the early stages of the season, they were getting unlucky with the results that they, they were getting when they lost to Owens to Wolves and stuff like that, where they were the better side. I, I think they'll be fine. Another thing that's really annoying is that, I don't know if you saw Eckenbottom's interview yesterday where he was saying, if other teams, all he said is, if other teams have, um, have brought the rules, they should be punished as well. And all the idiotic, I know I shouldn't get dragged in by this, but <laughs> all these idiotic <clears throat> comments in the uh, on Twitter and stuff like, Man City fans say, we, we should never give him any more loan players. Why? For saying people who cheat it should get points knocked. Have a think about what you're saying. <laughs> people that say, oh, he just wants points knocked off so he can stay up. All he said is, if you've cheated, you should get a points deduction. What, 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 how can you argue with that?
0: I don't know, but I'm sure, as you, as you sort of alluded to at the start of this little rant, like it is a cult in it and people will find a way to take that as a personal sight. Um, Yeah, Everton have won as many games as Chelsea and Brentford, who are definitely not being talked about as relegation candidates. So, um, yeah, yeah they're going to be absolutely fine. I think last year could have been a problem. Ten points could have yeah, really... I mean, obviously, it would have, it would have relegated them, obviously. But I think if you... If you knock 10 points off them after 12 games last season, I think it was a bit more competitive at the bottom. Um, yeah, I think they I think they really would have struggled. But they're going to be absolutely fine. So it doesn't really make any... It doesn't change how I feel about our prospects this season. I think that's kind of reflected in the odds of survival. I think we're still the favourites, yeah. even though we're 18th at the moment.
1: Um, and did you know what? Another thing, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Another, I'm, po- I'm literally pointing. Um, <laughs> I, it's, uh, I, the, the, all this stuff about he's not fair... And they've gone below Luton Town, who got 30 points knocked off them <laughs> about 10 years ago, which put them in non-league and nearly put them out of business. How dare you say it's not fair on you when they nearly went out of business?
0: did Bournemouth have something similar? Like Bournemouth are have... another one, yeah. They nearly
1: went down. Obviously, Eddie Howe kept them up. Um, I mean, oh, there's loads of clubs like that. They got out. Barry went bust. All right. You know, that's a completely different thing. But poor Everton... Cramier River, not having it.
0: Yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be a Premier League team again next season. I, I yep. don't. I don't see how, you know, they suddenly start losing every game. Like because they've had. If anything, it might kick them on a bit. I mean, I, I did like their fans like
1: this will just spur us on to stay up. Slow ankle out Hold on. You know
0: what I mean. <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> I mean, um, you know, if, if you wanted any manager in in the world to sort of take this as a personal slight, well, war, you know, war not? Apart but, from, yeah, yeah. War, it's probably yeah. Warnock, Dyche, and then, uh, I don't know, yeah. who else was a vindictive? Mourinho, maybe. Yeah, be, maybe Mourinho, your top three. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think they'll be fine. But uh, I'm enjoying being 18th, mate. I really enjoyed not being bottom after the Brighton game. And then, this is
1: the we might be, mate. Take a picture of that table yeah. and get it free. Well, this, this might be
0: as high as we go. We would almost certainly be out of the bottom three if we beat Bournemouth, I think. Who, who've Luton got? Luton have got. Oh, Luton have got Palace at home.
1: Yeah, I've got a feeling Luton might get some of that. Yeah, I think fair. you're
0: probably right. Mm-hmm. Um know, oh, if
1: Bournemouth the four points in front of us, so we won't be out of the bottom three.
0: Yeah, because uh, we're 18th, Luton are 17th, Bournemouth the 16th. Oh, sorry, of course. So we, leave, we could leave already on
1: about Everton. Yeah, so We've just been seeking of our course, yeah.
0: Yeah, if, if, yeah. If, we, if we win and Luton don't win, we would be out of the bottom three. Um, yeah, imagine that. I don't cool. know, oh, happy days. Uh, just one other tiny thing just to finish off. Um, th- there was a... You know, again, just classic... I feel this This is where I get, like, uh, become the prickly, you know, triggered, biased, everyone's against us kind of Sheffield United fan. But like United you know, being dragged front and centre to this vote that had happened yesterday, yeah, which I'm is sure. to Yeah. So there was a vote on whether clubs could continue to loan clubs in the Premier League could continue to loan players from affiliated clubs. So Forrest loaning players off Olympiakos, for example. Uh, And we were one of, I think, eight teams. Sheffield had one of eight teams that voted Mm. against banning it. They basically they were trying to have a vote to ban that. Um, I probably would ban it, to be honest. I think
1: it's absolutely nonsense. But I'm I'm not happy with our decision. But yeah, I I think the outpouring after (laughs) it's just like hang on, there's there's,
0: what? There's seven teams or eight teams that voted against it, and there's a lot. You know, the the sort of reporting on it is literally. There's some anger from other clubs about Sheffield United uh, <coughs> voting against this. Hang about what about all the other teams? Then there was a follow-up tweet that was like, I oh, and Burnley also." Uh, oh yeah, also Burnley, also right? Burnley yeah. yeah. But
1: anyway, right. th- <laughs> two things with this is that one, whatever you think of United world, and it is, looks like it's a complete waste of time to me. But other people have different opinions. Um, it exists. We are going to we're going to vote for it because it's in our favour. To, because we, we we do own our our owner does own three other clubs. Yeah. Don't matter how bad they are. If he said no, I don't agree with that. Then imagine the questions that would be raised <laughs> if if we said no, we're not into it. Well, why have we got these clubs then? Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. We've got to get. He's obviously going to vote yeah because he, he, even if it's just the facade of like United will being something worth having. If we just turn around and said, oh, no, we're not interested in that, I'd be the first person. Well, why the hell are we owning shot then, all You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Indeed. Um, yeah, I just thought it was fun- funny about us. I mean, not funny. It annoyed me a lot to see us dragged mm. into the... You
1: know- a lot of jokes. Someone said it's like a 95-year-old voting for Brexit <laughs> um, because, uh, obviously, we're not going to be in the league much longer. Yeah. <laughs> quite- that's, be- that's what yes. I
0: mean. I mean, yeah, people I like actually do respect... Um, yeah, you know, uh, Tim Stillman is a, a an Arsenal writer and like one of the one of the the foremost um, uh, reporters on women's football. I'd say. Yeah. And he was saying, you know, this is like uh, this is like having somebody stay in an Airbnb once and asking them to contribute to the mortgage. And I was like, oh, like you're right, but just leave us alone, will You, you know,
1: we'll, we are in that league, and that's I mean, it shouldn't have gone to a vote anyway. I don't think that's that's another thing. I don't think it. I, I, it should just be banned it's obviously it is we're going to the Tevers thing of the third party ownership sort of thing aren't we again it's yeah it's, it's, it's dodger and it's another thing again which where the Premier League and you do And it's not just me saying this or you or Sheffield United fans so many fans are saying you know what is this league now it's so messy mm. you know they've got these loan things like uh, the, you know what we've just been talking about with the, the uh, clubs abroad and stuff like that and, and then you've got Maybe Chelsea and Man City are getting got forty points or whatever, but Everton have been dot points, but these have not been dot points. So what about a for- What what a mess. What an absolute mess yeah, it is. It's, it's a
0: very fair point, yeah. Um well we managed to still talk for forty minutes somehow, despite yeah. intending to just be twenty minutes. But I didn't
1: know we're in a good mood before we start this. It's the obvious
0: Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> um so it is Thursday, two more days, back at the lane. It, it looks like um our friend Deadbutt is on is on big coit watch. It looks like it's going to yeah. be cold. We're in proper football weather now, mate. This is yeah. this is this is my my favourite time of the season. You know, none of this playing in twenty degrees heat nonsense, where the players are having to have water breaks and everyone's like out on their feet after about twenty five minutes of running round. I want, I want nice cold weather at football. I want to be dark at half-time.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is
0: this is the, this is the real I also, time.
1: Like, well, I mean, I'm going to say get your thermals on, but I did that way at Reading, and I nearly burst into a ball of flames over that <laughs> warm. Because, yeah, so watch out. Sometimes it's not as cold as you think. Uh, but, yeah, looking forward to it. I think, um, obviously, I've still got this cold and stuff, but... Mm. Uh, yeah, standing out in the, the cold for two hours is probably not going to work for me. That's, that's what we do in it as Blades. That's what we do. <laughs> it's the sacrifice that, that we it's go the to. It's
0: sacrifice yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, mate, well, do you want to uh, plug your stuff before you finish? You, I
1: haven't. Well, rest- just want to mention before before I do my own stuff is that um, uh, Matt, Matt Hardy passed away. People probably know him as uh, Darblade or Ainsley Harriet on, um, uh, the, on the forums and stuff and by all accounts, I never met him, but I'm just checking that way. tweeted out that there's going to be a round of applause for him on the 37th minute against Bournemouth. I'm going to uh, hopefully tell the Bournemouth fans when I get the view from later on tonight, you know, after they get them joining as well. So, you know, if there's a round of applause going around at 37th minute for him, he, he sadly passed away after fighting cancer for a couple of years. So, um, yeah, so I just wanted to bring that up, basically.
0: Yeah, well said, mate. And, um, yeah, I'm sure it will be uh, well respected in the um, in the 37th minute. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I guess just one other uh, uh, bit of news, I suppose. Nathan Hemingham is uh, no longer a reporter for... Um,
1: really sad there. So, Yorkshire. honestly, I, I was like... So, uh, I mean, I found, out, I, you know, I found out a little bit before, but it, I, I was like, oh, that can't be true. He's the best one, you know what I mean? But, mm. you know, no offence to the others or anything, but he's, he's he is the one for me where, you know, I like his question and answer thing more than any other sort of mainstream local media thing that's out there to do with United. So... Yeah, I hope he, I hope he finds something. Yeah, uh, because it'd be a real sad loss. I think.
0: I think he's done a fantastic job. I, 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 again, no offence to other journalists um, covering covering our local clubs, but I think he's he's head and shoulders above everyone else. I think in terms of. The, I guess, the level of granularity that he digs into. You know, he mentioned those Q&As and stuff, and I, I find stuff like that really fascinating. I mean, all right, yeah. I, 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 it, me and you
1: have a bit of a running joke about how someone always <laughs> asks him
0: about the damn hotel. Yeah. Like, who cares about the, the hotel? I've telling
1: Jack O'Connell for the past three years. How many times have people asked him about those things? When's Jack O'Connell about Nate? Well, you know, I bet he's just, like, got his head in his hands going, not again, I don't know. <laughs> Any
0: update on the <laughs> hotel opening, like... <laughs> there are other hotels in Sheffield, all right. Just in case anyone wants to stay near Bramall Lane, other hotels are available. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, his his time at Reach has has come to an end after eleven and a half years. He says, um, "Yeah, I hope he lands on his feet because he's done a fantastic job covering United." And um, yeah, I guess, I guess you know the, the the online fandom, I suppose, is um, is is, is going to be a, a weaker place for him not contributing to that. So. Um, yeah, all, all the best, Nathan. Hope you uh, hope you find another job very soon. Hopefully, covering United for uh, yeah. you know, another outlet because somebody's yeah somebody's going to land themselves a, a very very decent journey over there. Um, yeah. Right, mate. You mentioned a loan update uh, which I've not read. I missed that somehow. So I'm, I'm going to oh, go read come that. On, afterwards. Mate. Come on,
1: come <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, uh, loan update. only four players actually because a lot of them haven't played. You know, the mm-hmm. likes of who was going to call him Nathan Peel, who's a really old United. But what's his name, Harrison Neal? Um, <laughs> He Coast can't enough. even get in the Steve. Yeah, he can't even get in the Stephen squad at the moment. Um, is that Steve
0: Evans'
1: team? Steve? Steve Evans, yeah. Why have we and then it's some Louis Marsh. To
0: Steve Evans. It just seems
1: like a waste of everyone's time. I don't know if he still is. He was the favourite for the Rotherham job, which would have been hilarious, I think, coming back to them. But um, yeah, uh, obviously Louis Louis Marsh still uh, injured. There's um, hmm. another guy as well who's not played. Um
0: Boys has been played, hasn't
1: he? It's not the most positive of, of loan updates. And I think this goes to show where. We all get overexcited with, you know, the youngsters. They're doing so well in the league and stuff like that. Even people like Brooks, who've been on the bench, Hackford and stuff. It's really difficult to make a career in football, um, and you know, some of these people might turn it around, you know, and 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 become, you know, really good assets for teams lower down the leagues. But uh, yeah, it's r- not the greatest reviews, and I think it just shows how diff- different it is playing sort of under twenty-three football to to men's football, particularly in the lower leagues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh view from Bournemouth coming tomorrow? Coming
1: tomorrow, yeah. Uh, they're pretty confident. They're not arrogantly confident. I think they're as confident as you'd expect for a team coming up against... You know, what, we see them as one of the weakest teams. They're absolutely <laughs> going to see us as one of the weakest <laughs> sides. So... Yeah, I think they're, they're fairly... I think they're quietly confident is what I'd say for most of their fans so far that I've got. Yeah, that seems fair enough. Uh,
0: new Women of Steel came out yesterday. Womenofsteel.substack.com. Good win for the uh, the Blades women on Sunday at Watford. Um, yeah, they've, they've had... So, I think they're ninth in the table or eighth in the table. Yeah. They've only beaten the teams below them so far this season. So, uh, they're into an international break now. And then it's the league leaders, Charlton at Bramwell Lane after that. I think Superb
1: it's... goal from. Um... Oh, go on. Isabel Goodwin. Beautiful. Yeah. Fantastic that, that chip. Second goal, a little cheer.
0: Mm. Yeah, re- really good. It was. Um... It was one of the best play probably against one of the weaker teams in the league. I think Watford only came up from the National League last season, but um yeah, yeah. yeah it might be the the most comprehensive performance of the season, I thought really um really enjoyed watching it. Um yes, yeah, so that's women of steel That's Let's oh,
1: I should have a pinch article out cloud tomorrow as well if uh, they said they're gonna try and get it out for Friday, which is the social media roundup, which is a lot more upbeat than the last one.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Look out for that. That is the pinch. Right, mate. Well let's uh, let's get out of here. i I really did think this was only be 20 minutes, but um, here we are. We've almost, uh, in fact, we've more than doubled that. So that's, that's pathetic effort. by us. Get well. your money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. Well, I will see you, uh, see you on Saturday. Uh, yes. Looking forward to it. And um, yeah, let's, let's hope we get our second win of the season, mate. That would be fantastic going into, um, yeah. going into that Burnley game as well. But yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for your time. Thanks everyone for listening. And uh, yeah, I'll see you Saturday, mate. Yeah.
1: See you Saturday, bud.